Hi, this is Perry Kurtz, and I wanted to tell you that I've got a new show coming out. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. That's me. And it's going to be different because we're going to be bringing you the upside of life. That's right. The happy news to make you feel good. And each week I'm going to have my special guests. We're going to talk about their lives and comment on the good things. You can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can watch us on Binge On This on YouTube. When I was little... By McKinley Cantor. A beggar was coming down the avenue just as Mr. Parsons emerged from his hotel. He was a blind beggar, carrying the traditional battered cane and thumping his way before him with a cautious, half-furtive effort of the sightless. He was a shaggy, thick-necked fellow. His coat was greasy above the lapels and pockets, and his hands splayed over the cane's crook with a futile sort of clinging. He wore a black pouch slung over his shoulder. Apparently he had something to sell. The air was rich with spring. Sun was warm and yellowed on the asphalt. Mr. Parsons, standing there in front of his hotel and noting the click-clack approach of the sightless man, felt a sudden and foolish sort of pity for all blind creatures. And, thought Mr. Parsons, he was very glad to be alive. A few years ago he had been little more than a skilled laborer, and now he was successful, respected, admired, even insured. And he'd done it alone, unaided, struggling beneath handicaps. And he was still young. The blue air of spring, fresh from its memories of windy cools and lush shrubbery, could thrill him with the eagerness. He took a step forward just as the tap-tapping blind man passed by him. Quickly, the shabby fellow turned. Hey, excuse me, sir. Let me just get a little minute of your time. Mr. Parsons said, It's late. I have an appointment. Do you want me to give you something? Well, I ain't no beggar, governor. You bet I ain't. See, I got a handy little lot of clear. He fumbled until he could press a small object in Mr. Parsons' hand. One buck. Best cigarette lighter made. Mr. Parsons stood there, somewhat annoyed and embarrassed. He was a handsome figure with his immaculate gray suit and a gray hat and a malacca stick. But of course the man with the cigarette lighters couldn't see him. But I don't smoke, he said. Listen, I bet you know plenty of people who smoke. Nice little present, wheedled the man. And mister, you wouldn't mind helping a poor guy out. He clung to Mr. Parsons' sleeve. Mr. Parsons sighed and felt in his vest pocket. He brought out two half dollars and pressed them into the man's hand. Certainly. I'll help you out. As you say, I can give it to someone. 
Maybe the elevator boy would... He hesitated, not wishing to be boorish and inquisitive with the blind peddler. Have you lost your sight entirely? The shabby man pocketed the two half dollars. Fourteen years now, governor. Then he added with an insane sort of pride. Westbury. I was one of them. Westbury, repeated Mr. Parsons. Ah, yes, the chemical explosions. The papers haven't mentioned it for years. But at the same time, it was supposed to be one of the greatest disasters and... They've all forgot about it. The fellow shifted his feet wearily. I tell you, a man who was in it don't forget about it. Last thing I ever saw was Sea Shop going up in one grand smudge and gas pouring in all of the busted windows. Mr. Parsons coughed, but the blind peddler was caught up with the train of his one dramatic reminiscence. And also, he was thinking that there might be more half dollars in Mr. Parsons' pocket. Well, just think about it. There was 108 people killed, about 200 injured, and over 50 of them lost their eyes. Blind as a bat. He groped forward until his dirty hand rested against Mr. Parsons' coat. I tell you, sir, there was nothing worse than that in the war. If I lost my eyes in the war, well, okay, I'd been well taken care of. But I was just a workman, working for what was in it. When I got it, you're damn right I got it. While the capitalists were making their dough, Oh, they was insured, don't worry about that, they... You all know how I lost my eyes, cried the man. Well, here it is. His words fell with the bitter and studied drama of a story often told, and told for money. I was there in C-Shop, last of all the folks rushing out. Out in the air there was a chance, even with the buildings exploding, right and left. A lot of the guys made it safe out the door and got away. And just when I was about there, crawling along between those big vats, a guy behind me grabs my legs. He says, let me pass you. Maybe he was nuts, I don't know. I try to forgive him in my heart, I do, but he was bigger than me. He hauled me back, climbs right over me, tramples me into the dirt, and gets out. And I lie there with all that poison gas pouring down on all sides of me and flames and stuff. He swallowed a studied sob and stood dumbly expectant. He could imagine the next words. And that's the whole story, Governor. The spring wind shrilled past them, damp and quivering. Not quite, said Mr. Parsons. The blind peddler shivered crazily. Not quite. What do you mean, you... Yes, the story is true, Mr. Parsons said. Except that it was the other way around. Other way around? The peddler croaked. What do you mean? See, I was in C-Shop, said Mr. Parsons. It was the other way around. It was you who hauled back on me and climbed over. You were always bigger than I was, Marquardt. The blind man stood for a long time, swallowing hoarsely. He gulped. Parsons. By, by God, Parsons, I thought you... And then he screamed fiendishly. Yes, maybe so. Maybe so, but I'm blind. 
I'm blind and you've been standing here and let me spout out to you and laughing at me every minute. I'm blind. People in the street turned to stare at him. You gotta wait, but I'm blind. Do you hear me? Well, said Mr. Parsons, don't make such a row about it, Marquardt. So am I. And that was A Man Who Had No Eyes by McKinley Cantor. It's very, very good. I'm a big fan of blind people. I've always, uh, when I was younger, I did a, a presentation on Louis Braille, the guy who did the Braille uh, alphabet, and I, I, you know, crazy stuff. Never want to be blind. Not down for that life. But I love this story. It's a great little twist. What I personally like about this story, for the most part, is that it shows you two men who are both equally blind, who are both in the same problem and the same shenanigans. We have one dude who was a beggar, and you know, you had one dude who, who made something of himself. So it's uh, worth noting that uh, this particular story, I, I, um, I think that has a lot to say about the limits people are willing to put themselves to to get what they want done. So, uh, great story. I really enjoyed it. If you guys enjoyed it, feel free to send us an email at bingeonthischannel at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at bingeonthischannel. And you can also rate us and review us on iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. And, of course, on India's largest podcasting network, Ghana. That's right, India's largest podcasting network, Ghana, where we are now available. As well as iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Music, literally anywhere you guys can find podcasts, we are there. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And I hope to see you guys here next week. And remember, young warrior, that we live by the book, but we die by the blade. And we'll see you next time.